Welcome back to another Neverland case file. I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving break and is ready for Christmas with family. While everyone is putting up a tree and setting up manger scenes, there is one animal unexpected at the party. A pig? Robert Pickton, the pig farmer, has crashed the party and is ready to tell his tale. So let's open up those case files and dive straight on in and see what the pig farmer has in store. Pickton had a hard early life to begin with. With neighbors said the only difference between his mother and father is his mother wore night dresses over her men's jeans. Pickton was born on October 26, 1949. He grew up in a third generation pig farmer household. Along with him, he had two siblings, a brother and a sister. This is one of the cases of nature and nurture, where his upbringing had a huge impact on his life and what he would do later on. When Picton was two, his mom got tired of him crying, so she locked him in a shed. His only drinking water in the shed was a fresh spring under the floorboards. He would have to pull off the floorboards in order to get to the spring and have fresh water. What's even worse was he was bullied and picked on at school. The family had high quality pigs and other animals, and the reason for that is because the animals were allowed to run freely. It was basically a free-for-all, and the animals were even allowed into the family home if they wanted. The kids were only giving showers once a week, and Robert had a fear of water, so at times, he wouldn't have a shower at all. The parents weren't any better and would have a showers even less often. His peers at school would call him Piggy and make fun of him. And I wish I could say that the only thing that spared him in his young life. When Picton was still in school, he saved all of his money to buy a calf or a baby cow at auction. He loved this cow so much. It was his cow and his prize and joy. He would bathe the cow every day, feed it all of the best food, and take it on walks around the property. He absolutely adored this cow. Now for a moment, I want you to think about your first pet that you ever had. The one that just made you light up inside when you got it. Maybe you got it for Christmas or for your birthday. And it was just so beloved in your heart. Now most of the people around where I live, at least in Oklahoma, have done FFA. And after you raise a cow, pig, sheep, you then sell it to be killed and turned into meat. This wasn't something new at the Picton house either. I mean, all of the family members raised the livestock to be killed and slaughtered. What made this so much crueler was what happened to Picton's cow. Robert jumped off the school bus and ran to go find his cow in the barn. The cow wasn't there though. 
Robert looked everywhere all over the property for his beloved cow. When he went back to the barn, he noticed that the lock on the pen was shut, and the cow couldn't have gotten out on his own. He went to ask his parents. His dad said, why don't you check the out barn? Robert went to check there, and when he got there and opened the door, he saw his cow. Still a calf, hanging upside down by its back leg, slaughtered. Robert started to cry and looked down and saw he was standing in a pool of his calf's blood. Robert didn't eat for three days out of protest for what happened. His dad even suggested at one point that he may feel better if he had some of his calf's meat. Robert learned that day to never get attached to anyone or anything. And I believe that is the big moment that changed his life forever. I mean, imagine having something that you love so much and then it just gets ripped away from you by your own parents. That's horrible to think about. When Picton was still in school, he saved all of his money to buy a calf or a baby cow at auction. He loved this cow so much. It was his cow and his prize and joy. He would bathe the cow every day, feed it all of the best food, and take it on walks around the property. He absolutely adored this cow. Now for a moment, I want you to think about your first pet that you ever had. The one that just made you light up inside when you got it. Maybe you got it for Christmas or for your birthday, and it was just so beloved in your heart. Now most of the people around where I live, at least in Oklahoma, have done FFA. And after you raise a cow, pig, sheep, you then sell it to be killed and turned into meat. This wasn't something new at the Picton house either. I mean, all of the family members raised the livestock to be killed and slaughtered. What made this so much crueler was what happened to Picton's cow. Robert jumped off the school bus and ran to go find his cow in the barn. The cow wasn't there though. Robert looked everywhere all over the property for his beloved cow. When he went back to the barn, he noticed that the lock on the pen was shut and the cow couldn't have gotten out on his own. He went to ask his parents. His dad said, why don't you check the out barn? Robert went to check there and when he got there and opened the door, he saw his cow. Still a calf hanging upside down by its back leg, slaughtered. Robert started to cry and looked down and saw he was standing in a pool of his calf's blood. Robert didn't eat for three days out of protest for what happened. His dad even suggested at one point that he may feel better if he had some of his calf's meat. Robert learned that day to never get attached to anyone or anything. And I believe that is the big moment that changed his life forever. I mean, imagine having something that you love so much and then it just gets ripped away from you by your own parents. That's horrible to think about. After that, his parents decided to give him a new job on the farm. 
he was now in charge of the slaughter of all the animals. I mean, he had to see his calf and see it being murdered and see the after effects of that. So what's the next logical step? Hey, let's just put him in charge of the murdering now. He went to go work as an apprentice at a lo local butcher shop. This was what named Robert for his killings. The Pictons wanted to cut out a middleman and do to do that, their young son became the butcher. Robert was now destined to murder and soon he would go from killing pigs to killing people. Because I think the study of killing animals over and over and over again, you kind of get numb to the feeling of killing and don't really see it as killing anymore, but slaughtering and butchering, which is so sad to think about. Now I want to take a moment to talk about Picton's other son, David Picton. When David Picton started to drive as soon as he got his license, he did not stop once. He didn't like to be at, at the insaneness at home and would travel a lot for parties or pick up girls in his truck. He absolutely loved the freedom of having his license and being able to drive. One night when David was driving home, he accidentally hit a boy going home from a friend's house. David was so scared that he drove home and told his parents what happened. His mother told him to take his truck to an all-night repair shop. David tried to pay the man extra to fix the hood of his truck and speak to no one about it. The man at the shop didn't do it, saying the circumstances were too weird and it didn't feel right. Meanwhile, his mother went and found the boy on the side of the road. She gently pushed the body so it rolled out of the road and into a small puddle on the ravine. Later, when the boy was found and an autopsy was done, the boy's cause of death was drowning of that small puddle that he was pushed into. If David or his mother would have called police and told them the boy was hit, his life may have been saved. Because obviously the hit from David's truck didn't kill him, but just injure him enough where he couldn't move and fell unconscious. David was sent to juvenile court after the mechanic told the police what he saw and how it was very strange and kind of fit into the place of the hit and run. After that, the family moved and I can't find more information about this night, but it definitely showed how much Robert's mother had on his and his brother's life. Because she didn't see this instant as protecting her son, she wanted to protect her business because she knew that if David would have been caught, which he was, that it would have been worse for the pig farm than it would have been for her son. Robert's parents bought a huge property of farmland in Canada, and many people thought it was a stupid idea. The property that they had bought had been trying to use for farmland for years and years, but the Pixons were not wanting to farm. They only wanted to raise their pigs. And once again, the pigs had full freedom to go anywhere and everywhere they wanted, including the family home. 
Pickton's murder streak began in the early 1990s. While working on the farm he inherited from his parents when they died, his brother worked on the farm with him and his sister moved away from the craziness of home. She was able to finish an education and have a normal life, unlike her brothers. When Robert's brother wanted to hang out with a huge gang, the Hells Angels, they started to have huge parties on the farm, and Robert was left alone to do as he pleased. He cared for the animals in the farm, and reports that I have read have one point said that a large boar used to roam the property as a guard dog, or an actual dog that was very, very mean to people and often got reports about biting people. The boar and his dog were both found eating very strange stringy meat that was nothing like the pig meat that the brothers sold. So many people suspected that it was human meat. In 1996, the Pictons began a nonprofit charity, the Piggy Palace Good Time Society, under the claim to do social events, functions, dances, and much more to get a good image out of the surrounding towns around their farm. It was all a ploy. They only wanted the money to come into them, but not actually go to events that would help people. The events they actually planned were raves held at the farmhouse and parties often crowded up to 2,000 people. The farm was the place you wanted to go to have a good time. The members of the Hell's Angels were always there. Another big attendees of the parties was prostitutes, Robert's favorite pastime. In March of 1997, Picton was charged with the attempted murder of one of the prostitutes, Wendy Lynn Esther. During the altercation at the farm, which involved one of Wendy's hands being handcuffed, Robert had stabbed her and she fought back and stabbed him. He was treated at a local hospital and was picked up on attempted murder charge while there. Unfortunately, the charge was later dismissed but opened farm worker Bill Hickscock's eyes to a larger problem occurring on the farm. Before this was brought to life, Robert had actually been picking up a lot of women and bringing them back to the farm to be murdered by his hand. That's what they think his pet ate and what many people believe he ate too. A new kind of Jeffrey Dahmer in pig farm form. But no one reports about these women were done. I mean, there were missing persons report, but the police didn't investigate what had happened to them. Because all of the women that Robert had killed, or at least I believe that he had killed, were prostitutes. And the police ultimately didn't care and thought it was a good thing that these women were being taken off the streets. Also, this crime was being taken place in Canada, and a large portion of the prostitutes who were First Nation, or a version of Native American, from what I gather, and no one seemed to care if they were missing. A scary fact for many Native American and First Nation women in the U.S. and Canada, because a lot of them, if you look up the research, 
a lot of reports and missing persons reports are filed for Native American women being missing, but not a whole lot is being done about finding them. Anyway, back to what I was talking about before. In the next three years after his attempted murder charge, Hickscox noticed that women who visited the farm tended to go missing. Eventually, he reported what he was noticing to the police. But it wasn't until 2002 that a search was conducted and items belonging to the missing women were found on the property. DNA evidence of at least 26 women, all of whom had been reported missing, were found on the farm. Robert was originally only arrested for two murder charges, but by 2005, 26 murder charges had been brought against Robert Picton, making him the worst serial killer in Canadian history. During the investigation, police uncovered just how Robert had gruesomely murdered those 26 women. Though police reports and a taped confession from Picton, police concluded from research on the farm that women had died in some gruesome ways, most of which had been the same ways that the pigs died on the farm. It was shown in research that butchers who murdered the animals themselves became almost fixated on death, and on one report a worker said he imagined his foreman hanging upside down like the cows he had slaughtered. Now, these people don't want to have these dark thoughts or imaginations, but it's, and it's very rare that they act upon them, but it's more common because they are surrounded by so much death and doing the slaughtering themselves. Robert Picton was around death his entire life. After his parents murdered his beloved calf and forced him to become the family slaughter man, it was all over for him. Though he was charged with 26 murders, he was only convicted of six counts of second-degree murder because the case was so, so much more concrete. The judge sentenced him to life in prison with no possibility for parole for 25 years. The maximum sentence for a second-degree murder charge in Canada. Any other charges were discontinued as the courts decided that there was no way any of them could add to his sentence since he was already serving the max. Robert said he murdered 49 women and wished he could have made it to an even 50. As far as I can find out, Robert is still in prison serving out his sentence, and I hope that when the possibility for parole comes, he will not be set free. Maybe he's able to actually find some peace in prison. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I've heard of some prisons getting like a pet cat or something. Maybe he could find that beloved love for animals that he used to have in his younger self now that he's in prison and doesn't have to be the slaughter man anymore. I really hope that he can get some help that he needs because his mother messed him up good. And his brother didn't do much better. His brother has gone on to claim that he had no idea what was going on the farm and no idea that Robert was murdering people. But I highly, highly doubt that to be true. 
but there is no solid evidence saying otherwise. So, you know, I, I don't believe that it's true, but you know, it could be, I don't know. I am way done with pig farms for a long while. Has anyone else ever heard the term that if you want to kill someone, let pigs eat them because there won't be any evidence after? Clearly, that didn't work for Robert Picton. He did tell someone years later that he wasn't a smart killer. He only got caught because he got sloppy. I believe every killer gets sloppy after a while. They become crazy with their motivation to kill, and maybe it's why the ABC killer and the Zodiac killer were never found. Maybe they just never got to that desiring, overwhelming feeling of wanting and needing a new kill. Well, I am happy to shut that case file. I hope you guys are too. You can find me on all of my social media. I have a Neverland case file page on Facebook and Instagram at Neverland underscore serial killer. This podcast was written and hosted by Kaylin Nisimski and have a killer day.